I don't want to do either of those things. Yeah, but if you had to, though. We set the scene. We've got a choice. We must decide on the correct answer. This is If You Had To, though. I'm Kyle. And I am Nathan. <laughs> it's just like, I'm Kyle. And I'm... Ne- I panicked! I legitimately went... I legitimately <laughs> had, like, forgotten that I was meant to contribute. So I kind of panicked and thought, I need to say something... I need to do something funny. And the first thing my, my stupid brain thought of was put on a deep voice. So I'm sure people know from the off, this is our first ever podcast. I really wish I could keep that voice up the whole time and make people believe that's how I sounded. Like, I was just Gandalf the wizard the whole time. Yes, this is... Um, what did, what, sorry, what did you say? This is my first ever podcast. I don't know about you. I mean, clearly, you're a pro at this. I'm a master at the form. Um, yes, this is my first ever podcast. This might be the first time I've ever spoken out loud. Speaking? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> we're too old. Not old, but we're, like, we've known each other a long time. College friends. And we went to separate unis, so we haven't hung out in a while until recently. And when we did, we spoke for eight hours straight. Yes. And we realised that 90% of that conversation was complete, pointless bullshit. And yeah, we realised how little context and sense our conversation made. And you decided that we would be brilliant for a podcast. The world was demanding to hear our voices. Our mission is to be more nonsensical than anything has ever been nonsensical before. You say we both went off to separate unis uh did you want to say about what you did at uni i studied art and i have never been given a single penny for being an artist but it is still my life goal it's worked out perfectly so far uh, i went to uni to be an animator you also like writing you want to do you want to write books like i've always said i like storytelling so whether it's writing books making comics animating making short films shooting porn exactly I mean, the porn of yours I've watched has been deeply emotional storytelling. It has. I mean, I like to give a good story to my porn. I don't want you to go away thinking, oh, that was good. I, I, I just watched two people have sex. I want you to be deeply, deeply invested in their backstories. Emphasis on the word deep there. Oh, yes. Incredibly deep. <laughs> like all of my work. <laughs> and I also want to be a writer. Um, and artists, like, I'm, I want to do graphic novels. Right, should we get on with the show? Yep. Um, right, the premise of the show. Uh, I'll create a scenario resulting in two choices. We'll then discuss the pros and cons of each option and come up with the correct answer. Simple. 100% accurate, scientifically speaking. Yes. If anyone disagrees, they are wrong. Well, the thing is, me and you are going to discuss and scientifically come up with the correct answer, so people can't disagree. I have a whiteboard behind me with a bunch of numbers and figures that I'm going to... And I'm currently wearing a monocle, so you know I'm smart. You you are, and uh, it's interesting that you would be riding a unicycle <laughs> during this entire conversation. It is, it is quite impressive, actually. It's the only way to travel. It's a steam-powered unicycle. That's how clever I am. You are incredibly clever. Nathan, that's you. Yes, Kyle. That is me. 
Do you know what you've done? I do not know. You've gone and pissed off a mobster. I've pissed off a mobster? You have pissed off a mobster. The the biggest, baddest mobster in all... Where do you live? Basingstoke. In all of Basingstoke. I've got to tell you, organised crime is a nightmare here. Constantly, I'm walking past Italian restaurants, seeing people having intense conversations. It is rife with crime, Basingstoke. I, so I Just hear. last week, someone tried to steal my unicycle. <sighs> Disgusting. I know. So, you've uh, pissed off a mobster. Um, you, do you know what you did? You went and wolf-whistled at his sister. <laughs> by, by which I assume you mean the, the um, harassing a woman and not making wolf noises at her. As far as I'm aware, wolves can't whistle, can they? Can they whistle? Um, I don't. They do in cartoons. <laughs> that, uh, yes, you're right. And that is where the saying comes from. That is where the saying comes from. So there you go. That is the first of our scientific facts, because this is a scientific educational podcast. Yeah, we don't want people to think that, oh, I'm listening to this podcast and it's, you know, complete stupidity, because it's definitely not. It is all facts and uh, completely historically accurate. And we'll throw in little facts like that throughout the podcast. So yeah, you've... Wolf whistled the sister of a, of a mobster. I just can't help myself. When I, when I see a woman, I just go crazy. Oh my god, it, I, it's uncontrollable. The people um, listening to this won't know this, but you are a massive horn dog. <laughs> you, you, you see a woman and you can't help but wolf whistle at her. And it's it's like a cartoon. My face literally contorts. I have to bash my head with a pan five times. You've done this to this woman, just thinking, oh yeah, she's a she's a regular woman yep. that I want to wolf whistle at. But little did you know, she's the sister of a mobster. Because otherwise, it would have been fine. Harassing women is yeah. fine as long as you don't get hurt in the process. Yeah, harassing women's fine. That's another educational fact we want listeners to take home. So that's two facts in this uh, very factual podcast. We are doing real good here for the community. Yeah. Okay, so I walked past this, this woman. Wolf whistled at her. Was, was the brother present or did this come about later? She went home and told him. She said, do you know what? This guy wolf whistled at me today and I am not happy. And he said, oh, I'm a mobster, so I'm going to deal with him. <laughs> that, those were his exact words as well. It's like word for word. I mean, it's like, it's, God, it's like I've, I'm listening to a true crime thriller novel. It's exactly how criminals talk. This might as well be an audio book. <laughs> I wolf whistled at her. She told her brother, oh, this guy wolf whistled at me, which is, as a woman has never happened to me before. And this is why I feel the need to tell you this story, my brother. Um... And he was pissed. And also, they knew who I am. I'm infamous in Basingstoke as the as the, as the <laughs> unicycling steampunk genius. I'm known, I was going to say worldwide, but I'm describing the city I live in, so that makes no sense. You're known citywide. Citywide. I may live in a town. I don't know the difference. She said it was that Nathan, that guy who rides the unicycle. She said it was him. And the mobster said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. It was just, oh. He was very angry. Is that the only thing you could say? Because that's the thing he said when, it, when she also told him she was wolf-whistled by someone. He said, ooh, can he not speak more words than ooh? But, well, that's how he shows his anger. Hey, she had goals and aspirations, and you have <laughs> shot her down with your wolf-whistling. And because of this, her mobster brother has decided 
that one night when you're fast asleep in your Superman duvet, <laughs> like Dougal from Father Ted. I mean, I would um, be insulted that you're that you're taking the Mickey out of me, but I am legitimately wearing Superman pajamas right now. That's amazing. It's not even a joke. I will I will show you my leg as a little tease, Kyle. That's amazing. The the fact that this is just an audio medium and I'm only recording <laughs> audio is a shame to the nation. So yeah, one night you're sleeping in your bed and um, you get kidnapped by the mobster's henchmen. Oh, not his henchmen. Yeah, I, they all look the same. They're all big, bald men. They're basically the, the Mitchell brothers is what, I'm th- is what I'm imagining. Or the Chuckle brothers, actually. The Chuckle brothers work for this mobster. <laughs> they're, they're carrying me out of the flat going, to me, to you, <laughs> to me, to you. But you're completely out of it. I mean, you are just completely out of it. And you wake up and you are tied to a chair in a warehouse. You don't know what's going on. You are you are freaking out. You're like, oh my god, what have I done? What have I done? And towards you walks this mobster. I'm trying to figure out which one of the, the hundred million horrible things I've done to people has resulted in this. I mean, you are a bastard. Yeah. People won't know this about you, but you are a bastard. I'm trying to give you... Just, just get your character across, <laughs> you know. I wolf whistle women... I, I once threw that old nun down the stairs. It's just the sort of thing that you like to get up to in your free time. I mean, to be fair, she did she did ask me to 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 excuse her, and that was just unacceptable. That is disgusting. Yeah, you didn't do anything that bad. All you did was wolf whistle at the mobster's sister. Yeah, and he's walking towards you, and you are scared. And he says, "Oh, you're in trouble now, boy. You are in trouble now, boy." Is the mobster a cow in a, in a business suit? He possibly could be. Okay. It's up to you and your imagination. Because I'm constantly wolf-wittering at female cows. All cows are female, I just realised that as I said that. <laughs> Another educational fact, kids. All cows are female. So this big buff bull <laughs> walks towards you, the, the main mobster. He says, right, you've really done it this time with your wolf-whistling. Is he wagging his finger at me? He's really angry. He is waggling it in front of your face. It is right in front of your eyes, but you're tied to a chair. You can't do anything. And he says, do you know what? I don't like the way you've wolf-whistled at my sister. Now, to punish you, I'm going to give you two options. And here we get to the game. He says, right, now... (laughs) I mean, I don't know... I'm trying to imagine, like, if I was tied to a chair in a warehouse and a big scary man came up to me, I think him mirandering so much would take away from the fear. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble now, lad. You see, well, what I'm going to do to you is, um, you, well, you, no, 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 no. What, what was it I was going to do to you again? I forget. Oh, I better let you go. <laughs> and you escape. The end. That's you win. How, that's how I've escaped uh, most of the times people have kidnapped me and threatened to kill me for whistling their sister. You'd be amazed how often it comes up. Right. So he walks towards you. <laughs> He's already walked towards you, hasn't he? He's waggled his finger in front of your face. He's walked towards me, moon walked backwards, and then walked <laughs> towards me again. <laughs> hey, mobsters can be flamboyant as well. They can love to dance. Oh yeah, he, he is in pure dance gear. He loves music. He says, over here, door number one, and the door opens. Am I, I'm, am I in a, um, not what's it called, a game show now? There's a beautiful woman standing in front of the door, and behind the door is a yacht. There is 
definitely a woman. She is standing there, and there are the two doors either side her, and she is gesturing to each one. First door she gestures to. A man comes out, and he is covered in tattoos. Okay. She gestures to the other door, and a kangaroo steps out. <laughs> of all the things I thought you were going to say. You look at the tattooist, you look at the kangaroo, and you think, what's going on here? Does the kangaroo have any tattoos? He doesn't, unfortunately. He wears boxing gloves. Okay. I um, A kangaroo with boxing gloves. No tattoos, unfortunately, but he is wearing roller skates. Yep. Comes out, and on the other side there is a tattooed man. I'm assuming big, muscular, and scary looking. Yep, he is incredibly scary. And he has a... I don't know what you call him. Is it just a tattoo needle where you tattoo people with? I think that's what it's called, yeah. He has his tattoo noodle. He has a tattoo tattoo noodle? God, this is a really... He has a tattoo noodle. This is a really talented tattoo artist. He's able to tattoo you with noodles. Also as a tattoo needle. In one hand, a noodle. The other hand, a needle. Did we come up with a name for the mobster? No, we did not. Um, Don Mariachi. Don Mariachi says to you, he looks in your eyes and he says, Nathan, for what you've done... You're not the racist Italian voice? He says, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that sounds more like... No one um... would be offended by that because no one will take that as an accent of anything. Nathan. Somehow, you, you, by trying to do an accent, you, you wreck humanity done, together. No, I've done no accent that exists anywhere. No, not even your uh, own. But this is, that was not this, is what, <laughs> this is what the mobster sounds like anyway. It's a nerf. <laughs> nerf. Spain from Batman. <laughs> you have my permission to die. Nerf. You have a choice. <laughs> he says nerf. No. Yep, you can't do the voice. We'll, we'll never get Okay. This. I won't do the voice. He says, Nathan, because of what you've done to my sister, I'm going to give you a choice. For punishment, you can either have John here. His name's John. I, would, I, I was going to say, the tattoo artist would be really offended if his name was Bill. No, it's definitely John. I've worked here for five years at Evil Incorporated. Nathan, you can either have John here, tattoo a penis on your cheek. I'm assuming face cheek. Face cheek, yes. Yeah, he wants it on show for the world to see. I mean, well, if he put it on my ass cheek, that would be on, on show for the world to see as well. I wear I wear crotchless trousers. We didn't mention that in our intro. Yeah, we probably should have. The fact that you ride a unicycle <laughs> and you have crotchless... It is very uncomfortable. I cannot, I cannot begin to describe to you the uncomfort. And I mean, your ass is eye level to everyone you meet. It's yeah, it's kind of disturbing. I'm, I'm not so great at first impressions. I will admit. Oh yeah, but I think the monocle gives you that air of class. Mm, yeah, the monocle on my ass, you mean? Yeah. Well, uh, it's on your cheek. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So he's going to tattoo a penis to my cheek. Either John here will tattoo a penis on your cheek, or you can fight this rabid kangaroo and the kangaroo is throthing at the mouth it is looking to fight anyone and anything but especially you because it's it, it's been trained for the last you know month because you wolf whistled about a month ago oh well this myth mobster's really bided his time for his he event. has bided his time he has trained this kangaroo well he was he heard from his sister 
that I had dishonored his family, and he was like, right, time for Operation Kangaroo Tattoo. Yeah, he showed him a picture of your face while flicking him in the ear for the last month. So this kangaroo hates you. Wait, have I been kidnapped for an e- a month? No, 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 you've only been kidnapped uh, tonight, okay. but uh, he's been planning this for a month because he's been seething about your bastardry. The, the way you wolf-whistled it is pure and innocent sister. So yeah, you've got a rabid kangaroo or get a penis tattooed on your cheek. What do you do? What do you choose? He's given you the option. He's saying you can have one or the other. You're going to be punished for what you did to my sister and it's one evil or the other. So these are your choices. I see. What are your first thoughts? Well, my first thoughts are it would be very unfortunate to go through life with a penis on my face. I mean... I wouldn't describe myself as a Casanova, mm-hmm. but I think my dating life would definitely suffer if I had a penis on my face. So, you go on a date with a girl, and you've met on, I don't know, some dating website, I don't know what they're called. Um, Ponder. Ponder. And she turns up, and you moonwalk in like you usually do, yep. and then as you turn, she sees your cheek. Well, no, I went in backwards on my unicycle. Ah, oh, of course. You arse in her face. Because I'm wearing crotchless trousers means she. I, I went up to her arse first. Yeah, so she's seen your arse anyway, Yeah. but then that that's fine. She's happy with that, and she loves the unicycle. You spin around. As all women do. And another edu- and This is another kind of educational. It's a tip for young men, or young women out there who want to attract women. Unicycles. Seriously, women cannot get enough of them. There you go. Another tip to add to your collection. Because I am a role model. Everyone should be listening to me and living off my example. Even though I, even though my actions have resulted in me being kidnapped by a mobster and threatened by a, t- a kangaroo and a tattoo artist. I think the lesson here is don't wolf whistle at people. No, I refuse to accept that moral lesson. I will wolf whistle at everyone. As we have uh, said before, Nathan is a horned dog. Which will make it very difficult for me to walk to work because it will take me a long time to wolf whistle at every single person I walk past. And then everyone at work, whenever they glance over at you... Oh my god, that would be terrible. <laughs> and they're like, are you alright over there, Nathan? <laughs> I mean, I can't even whistle, so it would be, it would be, it would be terrible. It would be... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you spin around on your unicycle. This girl. So an attractive woman walks past me, and I just go. But you somehow managed to get a date using an old photo, presumably. Yes, and I go in backwards, so she hasn't seen the penis yet. But both, both the one exposed on my crotchless trousers and the one on my face. No, just the ass. So you spin around, and she sees that you've got a tattoo on your face, and she thinks, "Oh." It's also unfortunate that, 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 that the tattoo of the penis is bigger than my actual penis. That's, I mean, she doesn't have to know that, though. That It's your choice to have crotchless pants. No. That's your choice. No. It's, it is my lifestyle. Don't disrespect my lifestyle. Um, so, looking at your face, she sees the penis tattoo. Do you think that would put her off indefinitely, or do you think she would still go ahead with the date? I would have to be incredibly charming. I would have to be, if you put George Clooney in, um, is it Hugh Grant? No, yeah, it is Hugh Grant. I was like, not Hugh Laurie, although I think he probably is charming as well. And whoever else is charming. I mean, I just named two really old, well, not obscure, but two 90s charming people. There's probably more relevant young actors 
but because we're a couple of old fogies, I only remember the 90s. George Clooney, Hugh Grant, those are the men. Do teenage girls even have posters up in their rooms anymore? Do you have posters in your room? In my room? Yeah. No. No. I ha- In my flat, I have two paintings up. Paintings. Oh, see now this is this is a classy man. So I mean, does it does it ruin it if they're my paintings? Does that make me really egocentric? I mean, you you bring a girl back and she looks up at the wall and she goes, "Oh, those are nice paintings. Who painted them?" They are both paintings of my of my penis. Obviously, <laughs> and you you just turn around in your smoking jacket and you smile at her and you wink and you say, "I painted those." <laughs> I think that might secure... Uh... A second date, definitely. But well, I'm on this date. The woman has now seen my face because I entered in backwards on a unicycle, showing her my bare arse. Um, I just want to make sure everyone's up to date on what, on how, how I how I go about dating. How you entered the room, yeah. Yeah, every time. Every time. I mean, it was a little uncomfortable when I had to go to my nan's funeral backwards on a unicycle wearing crotchless trousers, but... Your family weren't impressed with that. They, they were not, but, you know, I made a commitment. And it's your lifestyle choice, like you've said. You're right. Thank you. Thank you for validifying. Is that a word? It sounds... Validifying. I'm going to say it is. It sounds right. It sounds right. Um, okay, so she's now seen my face with a penis on it. And to be honest, seeing my face in the first place is unfortunate. The penis is just the cherry on top. No, no, no. She She's seen your face on the dating app. Oh, yeah, so you're she right. Knows... She's seen my face pre-penis. And she's decided, yes, that is the man for me. But you spin around and you now have a penis attached to your cheek. How do you think she's going to react? As I was saying a second ago, I don't think I've got the charm to pull that off, to, to somehow work around that. It also depends how how stereotypically British and polite is the woman I'm, I'm on a date with. Because if she's so polite, she won't even bring it up. We could successfully have an entire date without it being mentioned. I mean, we do live in Britain, so she probably won't mention it on the first date. She'll probably, she'll see it, and you'll see her eyes widen with shock, but she won't say anything. She will keep it to I'll herself. I'll see her eyes wide, and I'll see the reflection of the penis in her eyes. Yeah, you will see the shock in her eyes, just magnified by a hundred, but she will say nothing. I do not believe it would be a success. But going back to just having the tattoo... Would you be okay with having that in a day-to-day situation? Going to work, um, just walking around the town, just hanging in your pyjamas at home, uh, glancing in the mirror occasionally. Would that be fine for you? As I'm constantly doing, doing, you know, show, showing myself my guns. Um, I've not read my my work contract through recently, but I don't know if there's a specific line about you cannot have a penis tattooed on your face. So it might, there might be a grey area that I can get around. Well, people get weird if you go into work and you've got, like, you've dyed your hair green or something, you know, like, <laughs> for Halloween or something. They get a bit weird about that. So having a penis on your cheek, especially if you're selling something or you're in the public eye, I think people... I mean, I do bit... sell, but I sell over the phone. So unless I were to bring it up in conversation, which I definitely would, like, you know... UK Customer Services, Nathan, I have a penis on my cheek. How can I help you today? <laughs> As any normal person would. But um, I believe it would impact my life, yes, definitely. I mean, being beaten to death by a kangaroo would also impact my life, but it's... it's um... uh, yeah, so the kangaroo has rabies as well, so you could uh, 
contract rabies, but if you're smart about it, you wouldn't. I'm, I'm confused by the logic of if I'm smart, I won't get rabies. Well, I mean, you're fighting it, so, you know, if you... I can keep it from biting me. I can outwit the kangaroo. If you can kill the kangaroo before it gives you rabies, you don't get rabies, surely. How does rabies work? Does it have to bite you, or does it just spit the rabies into your mouth? <laughs> It's just, is, is rabies a physical thing? Is it like a parasite? I'm not sure. It's not a par- I mean, I, I, I said that with so much certainty. I've not researched rabies. It's not, it's not really... It's not been a, a common concern in my life, strangely enough. But uh, I believe it definitely has to bite you. I think it has to, like... Through, maybe through... Maybe it is saliva. I was trying to think, how does teeth inject you or something? It's got to be the saliva gets into your blood. Yeah, whenever you see something with rabies, it's always foaming at the mouth, so... So you're also saying I should not snog this kangaroo? Definitely not. But what if I really, really want to snog this kangaroo? I mean, you see this kangaroo and you know it's got a disease, but still you're like, I want to get me some kangaroo action. (laughs) Is is that what you're thinking at this point? You don't know the looks this kangaroo's giving me. It's interested. Is it wearing eyeliner? (laughs) <laughs> because that can make any character look attractive you watch a cartoon if they're wearing eyeliner and they've got three eyelashes on each eye then they are attractive that again is science yep that's another fact to put in your book it's like mrs potato head basically a pot- you put eyelashes on a potato and oh that's one sexy thing but um i can't remember where we'd got to in, in our very um analytical point making Basically, we've we've got to the point where you can either have a penis tattooed on your face, or you can fight a rabid kangaroo. It, the choice is yours. We've gone over the um, possible negative effects. Again, I've never, I've not had this happen to me personally. So, for all I know, it could increase my dating profile. <laughs> it would make me, it would make me stand out more online on online dating. They wouldn't swipe past me as quick as they usually do. They would have to have a look first, wouldn't they? They would have to stop and say They would. They would have to stop and take a look to make sure they're not going crazy. Is that is that actually a penis on his chin? Yes, <laughs> it is. Yes, yes. And then they would have taken you in properly. Probably? I'm not saying Probably. real words now. They would have taken you in properly. So... so yes, we've gone over the negative effects. Yeah. We haven't discussed the positive effects of having a penis on your face, but let's leave that to the side for now. Now we need to go over what would happen if I fought a rabid kangaroo. Yeah. I think there's one possible outcome where I die a horrible, painful death. Yeah, the most likely one, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say most likely. For I could outfight the kangaroo with my incredible kung fu technique. I could, I could have a Keanu Reeves Matrix-style realization one second before the kangaroo threw a punch, and I would know karate. That is very possible. Mm. Or again, using my dancing skills, I could moonwalk fight it. We have uh, clarified that you can moonwalk. Yes, and if you can moonwalk, you can do karate it's it just again it's science the other question here is can a person who knows karate beat a kangaroo in a fight if you put jackie chan in a cage with a kangaroo who would win i think we're asking another either or question now (laughs) you've got to save things for your turn you you're the one who's pissed off this mobster 
you need to get out of this situation. What are you going to do? So I would fight a kangaroo, and I could defeat it through either... Well, actually, here's the point. Am I? Do I have to fight the kangaroo, or can I? Can I challenge it to a game of Connect Four? It, you you could challenge it to Connect Four, but you've got to think that this mobster. Uh, do you remember his name? Don Mariachi. So yeah, this guy has been pissing this kangaroo off with your photo for a month. So I don't think it's going to play Connect Four with you. He got one of his henchmen. To um, did we establish earlier that I was kidnapped by the Chuckle Brothers? The Chuckle Brothers, definitely, yeah. Um, so one of the Chuckle Brothers is wearing a um, yep. a mask, a Mission Impossible style mask of my face, and has been slapping this kangaroo in the face over and over for a month, and I haven't been feeding it either. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why I'm ooing that. I'm the kind of man who wolf's whistles women, so I'm. Clearly nothing, nothing upsets me. So you're either going to have your face ripped off by a kangaroo, or, or possibly fight and win. Or punch, what was that? Punch to death. Yeah, you might get punched to death. He's got a boxing gloves, so it'd be kind of soft. I don't think getting punched in the face with someone wearing a boxing glove hurts much less than getting punched in the face normally. I don't know, punching gloves have got the soft puffiness inside, but Maybe. a knuckle is pure bone against flesh okay it will it will hurt more if it was actually it was just the kangaroo with its fists yeah that would probably knock my face off whereas boxing gloves would just i don't know pummel you pummel me yes uh, and maybe uh this gangster mobster uh whatever he likes to be called maybe he's a nice guy and before you die he pulls a kangaroo off you okay maybe maybe would you prefer that to having a penis tattooed on your face? Bearing in mind that at some point you could probably get it lasered off and you would just have a big red patch on your face. That was that was the other thing I wanted to ask about. Like, What are the outcomes here? Because if I fought a kangaroo, is there a possibility of me surviving and winning and I'd be in the hospital for a week? Whereas if I got a tattoo tattooed to, if I got a tattoo tattooed to my face, as well as a penis tattooed to my face, how long would that be on my face for? I suppose I could probably get it lasered off pretty quickly. I don't know how much lasering a penis off your face. I mean, I don't know if it, it, if they base the the money off of what is tattooed on your face. <laughs> if they, if they've got a, if they've got a price chart of a teardrop is five pounds, a penis is fifty. Yeah, you, I mean, uh, I don't know. Say fifty quid, they'll laser it. I don't know how much lasering costs. It's probably like five hundred quid, but say fifty quid. I did not know that was an option. I thought the, the scenario was I would have to live with this for the rest of my life. Oh, no, he's he's not keeping tabs on you. I think once you've picked your option, he's like, you've had your punishment, you can go. I will never bother you again unless you... Then I would, then I would go with the tattoo. There we go. I think, I think that rather than getting your face ripped off by a rabid kangaroo uh, and getting rabies yourself or possibly dying... Is the uh, less preferable option to getting a penis tattooed on your face that you could get removed? Yes. So we have decided. We have definitively, scientifically decided this. And now everyone who listens knows that if you ever get in the same situation that Nathan... If you ever wolf whistle a woman who happens to be the sister of a mob boss 
who knows a tattoo artist and a kangaroo, as all mob bosses do. I mean, God, the amount of times I've seen on the news someone's been mugged by a kangaroo. Organised crime, like I said, organised crime in Basingstoke is horrible. It's just constant kangaroos walking around with Tommy guns, asking for collection money. So I think we have settled this, and I think we've helped people, because if they're ever in this situation, they know what they should choose. Absolutely. So we've done a service, in in a way. We should be proud of ourselves. I'm going to call my mother right after this to tell her what we've done. So the answer is, get a penis tattooed on your face, and just get it removed, you know, in a week or so. It's only going to cost you 50 quid. Take a week off work, and you'll be fine. Okay. Okay, Nathan, do you have one prepared that you've definitely prepared ahead of time? Yes, Kyle. Wink. I definitely, definitely have. So the scenario is... And this is... You're going to have to imagine this, Kyle, because it's going to be outside of your, your, your perspective as the rich industrial playboy that you are. The scenario is in this imaginary world where you're not the super-rich industrialist billionaire that you are. I'll try hard to imagine that, yeah. You are a struggling, underpaid student. Okay. You're, you, have a, you have a part-time job selling peanuts to elephants. Do I work at a circus? No. No, I, I just sell peanuts to elephants. That's a very hard job, because usually... <laughs> The elephants are at the zoo, and they're, they're, they're given free food every day. And they always forget to pay. So, you have this underpaid j- job, which everyone can relate to. It's a, you know, the kind of job most people have had growing up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who hasn't had a job trying to flog elephants nuts? Well, you haven't, obviously, because you're, you know, you're Carl Poshington III. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to imagine. You, you come from the, <laughs> what, the long line of posh aristocrats. But anyway, I'm terrible at making a point. In this scenario, you are a poor student, barely getting by, barely able to afford food each month. That tin of beans is just, it's out of your price range. 23p. So, you go to your local science laboratory, which we all have one nearby. Yeah, every every campus has a science laboratory. And you you talk to Professor Von Schmergelsfitz, mm-hmm. and... In E adopts you into a program of experiments which you get paid for. And one of the experiments is testing two pills on you. One, the potential side effect for, is that every time you have to go to the bathroom for whatever you do there, reading poetry, thinking about philosophy, shitting yourself, whatever it is, every time you do, you receive an intense, painful electric shock in the area that you are using. Or, or you receive another pill, uh, which will make your taste buds basically disappear and everything you eat for the rest of your life will taste of Play-Doh. And that includes drinking water, you can't taste any alcohol, you can't taste anything other than Play-Doh for the rest of your life. Uh, what was the scientist's name again? Professor Von Schmergelswitz. So I say to Professor Von Schmergelswitz, so I, I, I'm very happy to do this test for the um, £22.50 that you're offering. Uh, I'm just wondering, I, I mean, it doesn't matter to me, obviously, I'm getting paid either way, but uh, wh- what are you testing for? <laughs> you see, young lad, I am testing these two pills 
to see if we can regrow a penis after it's dropped off. I see. And that's why you've signed up, because your penis fell off the other week. I'm sorry if we got a bit too personal there, Kyle. Yeah, th- th- this is real-life trauma that I'm actually dealing with, and I think you've gone a bit far. I, I-, I just don't care. I wolf-, I wolf whistle at women and throw old women down the stairs. I don't care about your feelings. So my choices are, any time I go to the toilet, I will be electrocuted. Intense electrical pain in the area that you're using, yes, for the rest of your life. And there is a highly scientific reason why I'm testing this. And I, I am willing to do this for the £22.50 that you've offered. I'm trying to think, so how often per day do you eat and how often per day do you go to the toilet? Because I tend to go to the toilet possibly three, four times a day and I tend to eat about three or four times a day. So it's it's kind of equal. I mean, I go to the toilet 57 times a day and eat... 162 times a day but you know different strokes different people different strokes but i don't have explosive diarrhea so <laughs> i'm i'm pretty um i mean i'm usually eating on the toilet while it's coming out it's going <laughs> it's just it's constant burritos that you're piling into your gullet <laughs> you know enough about me <laughs> This is about you, Kyle. Yeah, this definitely was a question about my dropped-off penis. Hopefully, if these pill, one of these pills works, then, you know, I won't have a problem. It's based on the scientific idea that um, pills can do anything. So, I love food. That's something that people should know about me. You also love to chip. I do, but I love... I think I enjoy eating more than I... I mean, who doesn't love a good shit? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I think I enjoy food too much to... But then I don't like getting shocked up the arse either. It would be very painful every time. And remember, it would be the area, area you're using. Every time you had a, um, a tinkle, a powerful electric shock would go through the tinkle area. You would stop eating and drinking altogether anyway just to stop that happening. So And, you know... The age we are with foggy old men, we wet ourselves constantly while in bed, so you'd be just getting electrocuted 50 times a night. I can't tell you the amount of times I've woken up the bed filled with my own piss, <laughs> just soaked through. I always told people I was electric in bed, but they didn't believe me. <laughs> I'm electrified! So yeah, I think I would have to go for the one that shocks you, because I just don't think I could go without food. I love cake, I love curry i love any type of food there is so you're saying i mean did, so you're having play-doh taste uh, the taste of play-doh can you remember that from when you were a kid eating play-doh i mean i just ate it five minutes ago oh so it, it's just a regular snack for you so it's basically you it's but to you it's more like oh would you this this would be a no-brainer for me it's easy you enjoy but play-Doh. um because it's what I eat all the time anyway. It's quite salty, isn't it? I, the only thing I can think of is it's quite flavourless. It's very chewy. Mm. I know you can make your own Play-Doh out of flour. Um, I'm not even going to pretend to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you began that. I, I was genuinely convinced that you knew how to make Play-Doh. You, you were enthralled. I saw you stopped and you were staring at the screen at my face. Please, tell me how to make Play-Doh. I, I mean, I could hear Professor von Schmergelsfit's voice 
of his expertise knowledge of how to make Play-Doh. Because all, all scientists know how to make Play-Doh. Oh, especially uh, von Schmerlspitz. He knows how to make anything. I mean, he's made pills that can do the amazing, regrow penises. Well, he hasn't yet. He's still working on the regrow penis technology. That's what the study is all about. That's what he got grant for, that specific area of expertise. He knew, he, growing up, he saw on TV all the people that were losing penises and thought, this must end! I, von Smurlsfitz, will solve this! So I think what we've learned here... We've learned something? Oh, that's what this show is about. It's about learning and experiencing and and learning... It's about learning and experiencing and learning. That is the catchphrase of this show. So it's the the three L's. Learning, experiencing (laughs) and learning. Yes, it is the three L's. Um, So you're saying you would rather have the electric shock? I think think I would because I love taste. You do realise though that this will make going to because one of the things I hate the worst in the world is going to a public toilet or a toilet at work and worrying that you're possibly making too much noise. Imagine that, but now every time you did something you also were to make an involuntary noise of pain. There is that, but then I don't tend to talk while I'm going to the toilet. I'm not. I'm not sure what your situation is, where, where you're scared you're making too many noises. I'm, I'm self-narrating, from, you know, from a third, third, third party point of view, third point, third person. So you're standing there saying, and now I'm pissing, and here it comes, and into the urinal. I didn't say I was singing. I'm not living in a musical, you idiot. I'm narrating. Like, and now Nathan put his ass down on the porcelain chair. So you're basically, you're Morgan Freemaning your piss. You're saying, and so Nathan unzipped his trousers and went to toilet in the urinal. Uncanny. An uncanny Morgan Freeman impression. Yeah, I didn't think about public urination because of, obviously that's something that's going to happen at least now and again um, if you travel around a lot like we do. And oh my god, imagine on the train how difficult it would be to aim while getting electrocuted. You'd probably end up getting in your own eyes. That's a thought to linger on, isn't it? Don't know if my piss could reach that far, but yeah, I think I'm still going to go for that over having everything taste of Play-Doh. You could not sacrifice all that yummy, yummy goodness. I love flavour too much. Um, so, yeah, what, what do you think? I think you are correct. I was correct in picking the... Which colour pill was it? The pill? Yeah, which colour did I pick? I don't think we came up with colours. Damn. So he's just given me the choice of two pills. He hasn't told me which one's which. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the 50-50 chance. You've chosen which pill you want, but you don't know which pill to pick. Yeah, he's he's just said, yeah, these are what they do, but I'm not telling you which one's which. So I'm ju- I've just grabbed a pill, taken it, hoping that it's the one that um, will electrocute my penis every time I go to the toilet. I am hoping for that. I believe we have come to a very scientific, deci- scientifically minded decision. It's unanimous. Yeah, we do not want food to taste like Play-Doh. No. And I think everyone's learned something here today. I believe they have. I believe that we have done great work here. We should be proud. We've done a service. We have done a service. 
we have helped the world by letting them know that you should get a penis tattooed on your face and you should let your urine electrocute you when you go to the toilet. Our names will go down in history. A hundred years from now, there'll be statues of us. Hopefully, my, my statue won't have the penis tattooed on its face. And out of kindness, and obviously these will be naked Greek-style statues of us, out of kindness, they'll give your statue a penis. Just... Just out of kindness. Just just so that it can show the electric bolt zipping up it um, <laughs> yeah. as I stand there exactly. looking terrified and afraid. Well, I, the statue of being me, in my crotchless trousers on my unicycle, just looking regal and dignified as always. This has been If You Had To Though. I've been Kyle. And I have been Nathan. We'll see you next time if we ever do another one. I mean, we won't see them because this is a podcast. We can't see our listeners. You'll hear us. But we won't hear them unless they're outside screaming at us to stop. Or they're screaming at us to keep going because they're really excited and they're throwing their knickers up at your window. Oh, like uh, they used to do for Tom Jones. (laughs) Again, our topical references are on point. (laughs) We are so topical. You remember Slinkies? (laughs) 